2020 resolution. 2020. You heard it here first. January 2020. We're somewhere warm. I, 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 I think, honestly don't care where. I think it might be New Zealand. I mean, I do care where. Yes, yeah. I want to be in New Zealand. Yeah. But I'm, I'll am i take anything that isn't a polar vortex. Yes. No polar vortexes for 2020. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 352. Every year, there are more than 10 billion donuts cooked in the United States. And the city in the U.S. that is the most donut crazy has one donut shop for every 2,400 people. Can you guess what city that is? I'll give you the answer at the end of the show. In today's show, we're going to reveal all of our best travel experiences of 2018, but definitely a highlight when it comes to business was finally getting our app Jetto launched. And if you want to hear the whole story behind that, you can listen to our podcast, Jetto, the origin story behind our new app. But spoiler alert, it took many, many years to finally get this app out there. So I'm super excited for anyone who's listening. If you like traveling, that's why you're listening to this show, you're going to want to find cheap flights. And we have an app that now does that after many years. It's called Jetto. Totally free to download. You could check it out. Go to J-E-T-T-O on any of the app stores. When you do download the app and you sign up, make sure you use EPOP in that referral box. That will let us know that you came from the podcast. We give you a free 14-day trial to our platinum version. We also give you a discount code for the platinum version if you do want to stay platinum after those 14 days are up. So super easy. Go find it. Jetto on the App Store. We're so excited it's out there. Totally free to download, and you will start getting cheap flights sent directly to your phone. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who, when this podcast is over, definitely deserves a donut or two or three. My wife, my constant travel companion, and someone who has been injured, literally injured or sick, for every single episode of the seven-part year in review, Heather. Yeah, I would love some donuts, some really good donuts, because I love donuts. <laughs> and I got some from just our local grocery store the other day. They weren't that good. I mentioned, I think, at least two to three different donuts on our best desserts list. And you know what? We just recorded that, and I am really craving a donut right now. Between a pinched nerve... Now the stomach bug and and, uh, stomach virus and all that stuff. Heather has had a rough last month, month and a half. January has not been my favorite and it's been a bit of a rough start to the year, but things are looking up because I'm feeling better. My pinched nerve, I think, is almost healed. Who knew it took three to six weeks to Probably have... Probably someone who's had a pinched nerve Yeah, before. I guess. Well, Mine anyway, didn't take that long when I pinched it. Even nerve, though it feels like negative seven outside today, things are looking up because next week we are going to Florida, which isn't very exotic, but at least it's warm. Least it's it's going to be like 80 degrees, I think, almost every day. I'm just looking forward to some sunshine and feeling better. And I heard they have donuts. I hope so. so. All is, Florida has donuts. All is right with the world. If you guys didn't listen to our best desserts episode that came out last week, go tune into that. We talk about the difference between, not the difference, but we talk about donuts versus ice cream. Um, Heather's a donut girl. We talk about some of our favorite donuts in there as well. And this, as I did mention, Heath, you deserve a round of applause, extra special treat, because you have soldiered through some tough times in January. But luckily, we're not talking about January 2019. Hopefully, that's a blip on the radar. And by the end of 2019, it's a a memory that's out of our heads and, and all that good stuff. But we are talking about 2018. And we're talking about the positives of 2018. And this, part seven is our best 
experiences of 2018. So if you guys have been with us for the whole seven-part series, you know we talked 2018 travel stats, 2018 travel superlatives, our best meals of 2018, our best beer of 2018, our best desserts of 2018, our best coffee and wine. I did that a little out of order. We talked about that as well. And now, finally, it's all culminating in best experiences. And this can mean anything. Right. I mean, it could be a special day. It could be a special trip, a special week, two weeks. Who knows? It's really, you know, up to us. There are no rules when we're talking about best experiences. Some of mine are like one specific day or one specific thing. And some of them are a little more free flowing. So let's just hop right into it. Interestingly enough, and you guys know the rules. We do not know each other's list. We do not collaborate on these beforehand, so I have no idea what Heather's going to say. But interestingly enough, we kind of we made a list each of us. I'm like, how many do you have? Because we always, you know, try to have the same number or something like that. How many do you have? She's like, I, I have seven. I was like, I have seven too. So it was perfect. So I thought you had eight. Oh, I have seven. You oh. have eight. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Everything I just said, take what I said and pretend that it didn't happen. It's perfect because you should have one more than me yeah. because you're going to start well, off. And you know what? You had, we each had seven desserts, but then at the end of that podcast, you threw in an extra That's one. That's right. So you had one extra last time. You're just time. getting back to me. So, all right. I've got seven. You've got eight. So you right, start I have with, eight. Plus, I have an honorable mention. Well, there you go. This is your show, girl. This is Now that you're feeling better, look at you. All feisty. It's like January is almost over. Yeah. You're feisty. Here I, we go. I can see, you know, the horizon and it's looking good. Okay. My honorable mention. And, you know... This is kind of basic because it's about fall and it's about going to the pumpkin patch with wit and just having those experiences in general of fall. So I guess that makes me basic, although I don't really like pumpkin spice lattes and I hate pumpkin pie, but I do love fall. I've always loved fall. My birthday's in fall and wit's birthday is also in fall since we have the same birthday. So we just had such a great time being home and doing all those fall things. We went to Valley Forge Park on a beautiful fall day and got some great pictures in the leaves and had Witt's birthday party. It was just, you know, a great time. So we that went to was, the Mary Mead Farms pumpkin yeah, patch. Where Trav used to go as a kid. So, you know, it was just, I loved doing that, taking Witt on the hayride and just doing those things that, you know, you don't really do that often. I mean, maybe you do as two single people, you know, without children. But once we had Wit. And last year he was like a newborn, so we didn't do anything. We just kind of hibernated for the fall. But this year, you know, Wit was almost a year old, so he was really into the pumpkin patch and doing those fun things. So it was just a really cool time of year for me. I feel like I must still be stuck in the dessert mindset because you said pumpkin pie, and that's all I could think of. And it made <laughs> me think, yeah, well, I don't really love pumpkin pie either. I don't get the draw of pumpkin I pie. I, mean, I like apple pie. Uh, apple pie is okay. Yeah. Oh, give me yeah. cherry. Give me strawberry. Oh, mm. peanut butter pie, which is more like, you know, kind of cheating. Cause, yeah, I usually think fruit pies. Anyway. All right. Honorable mention. Wit during the fall. Pumpkin patch. Gotcha. Cool. Yep. All right. Now to your number eight. To my number eight. And I mean, okay. My number eight is our trip to Budapest. And it's my number eight, not for any reason like that it was a bad trip and it's like at the bottom of my list. It's just that the whole trip was great. So I couldn't really think of one specific day Mm. that I was like, this was the best day ever. It was just a really nice trip. Every day we walked all over the city and was just pretty relaxing and it was fun. It was a great trip. All right. Well, I've got you covered for okay. specifics when it comes to Budapest. All right. So yours was number eight, just general overview. Yeah. Budapest. We spent eight days there in end of uh, kind of like mid-May. So the weather was really nice. It was starting to get pretty warm there without being you know super hot, hot. or making you sweat. And uh, yeah, fabulous city. We talked about it a lot. We talked about it in the best beer episode. We talked about it a lot in the best coffee. We talked about it in the best dessert. I mean, yeah, it was... It was one of our few big international trips last year, so I'm with you. I mean, but I have a very specific thing to mention with Budapest. So, all right, cool. You're okay. number eight. Now, I'm I'm going to let you get to your number seven too, because that way we'll be on the same we'll be on the same page. The same page. Okay. So my number seven is something that probably Trav doesn't have on his list because he, you know, always likes to go on these big adventurous trips to like a whole new country or like some obscure place. But my number seven is just going to the wonderful sunshine state 
of Florida because we went with our friends, John and Kate and their two kids, and it was Wit's first flight. And it was in the dead of winter in January around the same time we are right now. And just... I like being in Philadelphia for Thanksgiving and Christmas, but as soon as that's done, I am ready to beat it because it's so cold here. Although we haven't the last two years. Now that, you know, there's some extenuating circumstances sure. there. So we went to Florida last January. It was Witt's first flight. He killed it. I mean, he was three months old, so he basically just slept. And... We got to Florida and it was just great. We had an Airbnb that was right on the beach. It had two pools. So we just got to totally relax, eat some yummy food. We had Shabos. ceviche, which we've had before, but like really started getting I obsessed fell in love with ceviche. with ceviche on this trip to Florida. And, you know, we just had a really fun time and it was great and it was warm and it was exactly what I felt that we needed at that time. If you try to make your own ceviche, let's say it's a really cold January day and you're missing Florida of last year and you just say, I want something to make me feel a little more tropical. And you try to make your own ceviche, just a public service announcement. Make sure you use lime juice and not lemon juice. I messed that up. Uh-huh. Use the lemon juice. Also. Uh, tasted a little weird. Also was supposed to use cilantro. And bought parsley. Bought parsley. So. But before I put the parsley <laughs> in, I realized it wasn't cilantro. So my attempt at making ceviche, which I was very excited for, because I had our buddy Odor over, John, uh, and he's the one that we went and got ceviche with when we were in Florida last year. I was like, I'll make it ceviche for him. And I used lemon juice and didn't have cilantro. So it was a little yeah. bit of a bust. That's all right, though. It's all right. It was still tasty. You mentioned that I like to do these exotic trips and it wouldn't be on my list. But little do you know, and this mm. is why we don't talk about it beforehand. My number seven is also in Florida. You mentioned the whole the trip as a whole was, was your number seven. Mine was a specific day. And that was the day that Heather and I and Wit um, split up from our friends. Not not because we split up from our friends, but they came down later. Um, you know, they had two kids. We were, it was, the schedule was crazy. It, I feel you know, like we, napping and it was just crazy. But we went down into Miami with the sole purpose, and I had never, I had only been to Miami like fourteen or fifteen years ago once, so I didn't know much about Miami. Heather knew it a little better than I did. But the sole purpose was just to go around, walk around in this area called Wynwood and go brewery hopping. And that's what we did. And so the breweries themselves were just okay. We mentioned it in our best beer of 2018 podcast. You can go listen to that. We'll give you a whole rundown on what we liked and especially what we didn't like about the breweries of Miami. <clears throat> Concrete jungle. Um, <laughs> but the day as a whole was pretty cool because we just walked around. It was fun. It's a neat area to get around Wynwood. And we started at a, a pretty cool um brewery called Vesa Sur and sat outside again. The weather it's January is January and you're in shorts. It's That's just usually gonna be amazing. a great experience. It just makes you so happy with life to be warm and the sun shining when you know in at home it's just freezing and miserable and brown and cold. And you know, people who live in these places year round, I mean, do you ever get depressed? I, I don't see how you could because it's just always so nice. So we made a resolution, a 2019 resolution on the on the Best Desserts podcast to eat more desserts. I'm making a resolution on this podcast for next January 2020. We will not be somewhere cold. It was supposed to be the resolution for this year. You Didn't know, work we had out. some extenuating circumstances, which we'll probably share with you soon. But, you know, we had to stay home this January and I also had this pinched nerve. So I literally couldn't travel so it was good that we canceled our trip to Colombia even though it was very sad because we've been wanting to go there for a while but you know sometimes you just need to take care of so, yourself 2020 resolution 2020. you heard it here first January 2020 we're somewhere warm I, 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 I honestly think, don't care where I think it might be New Zealand I mean I do care where yes yeah. I want to be in New Zealand yeah. but I'm I'll take anything that isn't a polar vortex yes no polar vortexes for 2020 and hopefully they have ceviche <laughs> with lime. Yeah. And not lemon. My number six is a specific day. And, you know, it's we spent th almost three weeks, I think, in British Columbia, Canada. And it's one of my favorite places to visit in the world because I love British Columbia and I love our friends there. And, you know, we were in Kelowna and we saw these these 
posters for a Bahamas concert. And I said to Trump, I was like, it looks like the Bahamas are coming to Kelowna, but like we won't be here. Well, then if you the next day I saw that they're actually going to be in Vancouver Island when we're in Vancouver Island. I was like, oh my gosh, we should go to this, you know, Rock the Shores festival and see the Bahamas. Well, it turns out Trey was actually trying to surprise me and he'd already bought tickets for us to go with our friends, Courtney, Caleb, and Crystal while we were in Vancouver Island. Because Heath loves the band The Bahamas and them. these signs were all over <laughs> Kelowna so she never saw them and I, I thought, didn't see them this at is all. pretty awesome because <laughs> when I saw that we were going to miss their show in Kelowna, I looked it up right away and saw, oh, they're playing actually where you know where we're going to be then on um in vancouver island so in victoria. in victoria so let's do that and so for like a day or two the secret was was kept because yeah. she just wasn't seeing these posters she never mentioned it <laughs> and then the last day she saw pushing and oh, I, I was texting everybody like hey you guys want to go see the bombs and they were, were already in, in on the secret so they're like well and then we just said uh by the way we already have tickets yeah so anyway even though I ruined the surprise by actually reading some of the posters and being aware of my surroundings, we went to the Rock the Shores Festival. We took Wit with us. And, you know, I was a little bit worried about the sound there, you know, with his ears and being like a bad parent. But there were tons of kids there and he was totally fine. And Bahamas weren't even the headliner. No. Brian Wilson of the yeah. Beach Boys came out after them and played... First off, there were 17 people on oh the stage. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was literally amazing. like him just saying... <laughs> Hey, any and all of my friends, because I guess he probably can't use the Beach Boys for trademark reasons. I don't know. But it just said Brian Wilson and yeah. friends. And it was like a bunch of old dudes. Some guys weren't even playing instruments. They're just standing up there. It, it was, was awesome. It was awesome. I absolutely love going to live music events. And, you know, we try to do it every year, but sometimes we don't see as many as we want. And last year, we really got to see a lot of concerts. We did some really amazing things. And the Bahamas at the Rock the Shores being outside yes, in the summer. Live music you is know, fun. Drinking a beer. There were uh, food trucks everywhere. You know, you just go get a snack, hang out on your blanket. It was just awesome. We had such a great time, and I mean, I L loved it. Live it was music a great surprise. Is great outdoor live music. I think you guys are getting a theme of us wanting to be warm. <laughs> outdoor live music in warm weather is yeah great. I mean, I actually have been to outdoor live music in a snowstorm on Breckenridge Mountain when Third Eye Blind played a free show. Cool and that was cool too. But uh, in certain circumstances, maybe cold weather's okay, but mostly outdoor live music when it's warm. We're tracking here. We don't tell each other what we're talking about beforehand, but we seem to be on the same wavelength because my number six is not a specific day. Most of mine are specific days, so we're switching there, but it is the time we spent in Kelowna, British Columbia. Okay, I, that's on my list too. Okay. That's we fine. We can talk about it now if you want. Just, I'll just really briefly, we had four days there, nothing to do, just hang out, bike around, sit on the beach, took a day going to the wineries. It was just the, it was the most relaxing time of our 2018 and I did not know what to expect from Kelowna. I had never been there. Yeah, and it was just kind of like really spontaneous. You know, we've been to British Columbia a lot of times and we spend most of our time in Vancouver and Vancouver Island. And our friend Crystal is not from Kelowna, but she is from Vernon, which is a little bit farther north, but in that whole region. Okanagan area. The Okanagan, it's called. And, you know, she was like, yeah, we should go to the Okanagan. And they have wineries and I've always wanted to go there. So we're like, okay, this is the... This is the year we're going to go. And I mean, Kelowna is not even that big. It's not like the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. However, it's just so relaxing. I mean, maybe it was our mindset. Maybe it was the Airbnb that was right on the lake. You even had a nice balcony. You could see the water. There was a pool there. It, it, we were with our friends and we just always have a great time with them. It was just so much fun. Yeah, it was great. You know, when people say they need a vacation, they come back from a vacation, like I need a vacation from my vacation. We feel that way sometimes because we're usually go, 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 seeing so many things, doing so much stuff, meeting people, trying out this and that and running around. This was one of the first ones I would say that 
we went to and I didn't come back thinking, oh man, I need a vacation from that vacation because it was the vacation itself. It was yeah, fabulous. It was great. And it's just, Kelowna is such a cute little town and we went to a couple breweries and the one brewery we mentioned in our best breweries, the Vice and Virtue, which was such a pleasant surprise. You stumbled upon their soft opening. You, know, you just have these fun experiences and it really makes your trip and Kelowna also has a great bike share program mm-hmm. that they had just rolled out. Yeah. It's like a couple weeks before we got there. You you know, you can leave the bikes anywhere. They don't have to be in the certain racks. It was great. Kelowna, yeah. awesome. My number six. Yeah, and it's my number four. So, um, yeah, a great spot. Well, before we get there, give us your number five. My number five is um, the day that we spent in Nashville. So we were in Nashville for a week and... The one day we went to a couple breweries, which was really fun because... I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> Brewery hopping in Miami, breweries yeah, in we Kelowna. Like um, the reason I liked this day so much in particular because it was incredibly warm in Nashville and it was only Another March. theme. Another theme. Uh-huh. It was only March and it was about 70 or 75 degrees, just like this really warm, sunny day. And we went to Bearded Iris Brewing and we sat outside and it was just like beautiful and their beer was very good. And we went to a couple- A lot of hazies. A lot of hazy IPAs, which is our favorite. And we went to another brewery too. But then, you know, this is when we ended with the Four Daughters Donuts. And, you know, the beer, for Trav, it's the beer ice cream bang bang. But for me, it's the beer donut bang bang, you know, so mm, it was just so good and we had so much fun and we just, you know, like drink just the right amount of beer that, you know, you didn't feel sick or anything. You just felt happy and I think they call fun. that buzzed. Uh, yeah, I think I guess, that's the word that, I guess uh, that's it. And we that were buzzed. people use um, now, buzz. Yes. And so it's just a really fun day and we love Nashville. And, you know, I'm happy that my sister moved back to Pennsylvania, but I do miss that she doesn't live in Nashville anymore. Not that we need that as an excuse to go. We can go anytime. But I really love that city. It's such a fun spot. One cool thing we did that day that I hadn't done previous times in Nashville that I can remember was actually drove down Music Row. Like the the, the road with all the recording studios mm-hmm. on it. I knew it was there. I knew that area was called Music Row, but I had never driven down that specific street that had all the houses that then were turned into like recording studios. So that was really neat. I just remember, I think that was on the way from when we left one of the breweries on the way to $4 Donuts. I'm not sure we planned it that way. Again, we weren't driving. Uh, I think, I don't think Julie planned to drive us that way. I think we just ended up on it and it was pretty cool because again, it's like, oh wait, Oh my gosh, there's all the recruiting series. We're, we're on that street. So. Yeah, you know, it's just such a fun city with a lot of culture and music background and not just country music. You know, there's been some pretty cool people like Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash and all those. Well, Cash would be country, but. I guess, yeah, but more folksy. Now, and, nowadays, and, you know, too. Bob Dylan. And th- now there's a lot of singer songwriters there. I mean, of course, it's a lot of country focus, but it's still, you know, if you don't like country, you can find music there that you will enjoy. If you don't like country music, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Come on, give it a try. Some of it's not that hokey. My number five, talking about randomness of, you know, not really having a day planned out and something happened and it's just turning out well, was this was probably the most random 30 hours or one of the most random 30 hours of my life. Okay, this must be as part of your road trip. And so what happened... This was not part of my road trip. That was also very random, and we'll get into that. But this started in Philadelphia Airport at about 4 p.m. So what? myself, my buddy Oder, who's uh, listening because okay. he loves the podcast. Thanks, Oder. My buddy Napkins, so you guys know, hashtag love napkins. And our other friend, Baldo. Yes, those are all their names. Well, No, nicknames. their names are Eric, John, and Dave. Eric, John, and Dave. Baldo, uh-huh. Napkins, Oder. All four of us were waiting to get on a flight to go to Great Falls, Montana for this rafting trip that that we were going to. So we all got on the same flight. It was about 4 p.m. We get to the airport or maybe a little before 3 p.m. We're supposed to get on a flight around 5 p.m. That gets delayed. Uh, So we're going to Minneapolis first and then we're connecting Minneapolis to Great Falls. But Minneapolis to Great Falls only has one flight a day. 
So we're supposed to get in and we yeah, had... Believe it or not, it's very difficult to get to Great Falls. I mean, you guys had a bit of a challenging time trying to find tickets in right, and out of Great Falls. tiny little airport. Yep, tiny little airport. Not really near anything else, you know, relative. All the airports are small in Montana anyway. So we were going to have about a two-hour layover in Minneapolis and then get into Great Falls that night. Well, all these flights kept getting delayed, 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 delayed. Everything was getting delayed. Yeah, there We're was just there massive the rainstorms that day. Yeah, and so eventually what happened was we realized there's no way that we're going to get to Great Falls. And they were like, well, do you want to go to Minneapolis? Like, do you want the first flight to Minneapolis? Because if you get to Minneapolis, the next flight isn't until the following evening. So you're going to have essentially 24 hours in Minneapolis. And I thought, well, I actually had always wanted to visit Minneapolis of course. anyway. Of course you did. And we thought, you know, it's summer. It, it you guys was, are already packed. We're already packed. You know, we're, like, well, we're not going to go home and come back. Planned, you know, like two yeah. of you have children. So you'd already planned, you know, everything's taken care of. So why go home? Why not so go, why go home? So we're like, sure, get us on a flight to Minneapolis anyway. So we got to Minneapolis at around 11 p.m. So that was not the fun part, sitting in the airport and all that. But it was cool to be with friends. And these are guys I don't usually travel with. So that was neat. Get in, get a hotel room at like 11 p.m. midnight in Minneapolis, wake up the next morning, and this is where it gets fun because we know that we have until 7 p.m. So it's nice. We're like, we got to be at the airport at 7 p.m. It's close to downtown. So started in Philly, slept in Minneapolis, woke up, grabbed Lime scooters, which we didn't have, still don't have in Philly right now, but I didn't know there was these scooters that you could just rent and buzz around town. So we buzzed around town on those. Went up to the Viking Stadium, did the Eagles chants. We just won the Super Bowl there this year. We went to, uh, you know, so that was cool. And it was with three of my best friends. We went to the Up Down Arcade Bar. Then we met up with Mini Native and Epop fan, and he probably listened to this, Kyle, who was awesome. So we met up with Kyle Potter. He took us around to three different breweries. So it's just like we're shoving everything we can in this in this time. Napkins, hashtag love napkins. Ended up in the trunk because there was one too many people to get in Kyle's car. So we threw napkins in the trunk. But it was a hatchback, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was hatchback. I mean, so it's not like he was in an actual he wasn't, trunk. But thinking about it, oh, it was so funny. Uh, so four of us in this car and then nap, well, five napkins in the hatchback scrunched up against the wall. So we bust around to these three breweries, go to some, uh, listen to our best breweries episode that's on there. Talk about those breweries. And uh, we just have enough time, you know, to do all that, fit all that in. So we did a really cool cross-section of Minneapolis. We did not get to eat a Juicy Lucy, unfortunately. That was the one thing that we missed. Then we What's get to a Juicy Lucy? Oh, uh, I don't know if I should tell you. Maybe we'll just go to Minneapolis okay. and try it out. Um, I did look it up. I didn't want to look it up until I had one. But then when I didn't get to have one, I looked it up. It's fab. It looks fabulous. Don't look it up now, Heth. We'll okay. just get one when we go to Minneapolis. Um, then we hopped on a plane to Great Falls, and we end up in Great Falls, get off the plane. Our buddy who's supposed to pick us up isn't even there. He sent another friend who we hadn't seen in like 15 years who had come over from Idaho for the night. And uh, we go to the Sip and Dip in Great Falls, which is a dive bar in a lodge that has mermaids. And so oh, I just remember goodness. thinking... About 28 hours ago, I was sitting in the Philadelphia airport, and now I've run through Minneapolis, and somehow I'm sitting in this super divey bar in Great Falls, Montana, watching mermaids swim around in a tank. I got to hand it to you, Trav. Your experiences definitely take the cake. I mean, it's hard to compete with some of the things that you do. Well, it was just... It's, that's just bizarre. That's completely and it's utterly very bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> it is very bizarre. So that was an awesome... That's my number five. Just this completely unexpected day in Minneapolis that starts in Philadelphia getting delayed and ends at a mermaid bar in Great Falls, Montana. Well, it sounds like fun. It sounds like the type of fun only four dudes can maybe Well, have. I think that's part of it, too, is that you're with people you don't usually travel with, but who you've grown up with and are great sure. friends with. And so you... You know, if I was doing that on my own, I probably wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah. But you just like go with the flow and like, hey, whatever. Yeah, it's awesome. It's bonus. Well, my number four was what we already mentioned, the, our trip to Kelowna and staying and totally relaxing at the lake there. So. 
All right, so we'll move right in. I just talked a bunch. Now I'm back again. Yeah, didn't even I have think time you to can get a handle sip. it. I didn't think even you have can time to get it. a sip of water. I guess in the name of in the name of the podcast, as a professional, I'll go into my number four. That for us, you mentioned the trip to Budapest specifically. I have a few little vignettes from Budapest that I remember. I don't think these two things happened on the same day. I wish they did because then I just say, oh, day number three. But I think they were separate days. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Heth. The first one was, I, I love this because one of them was not planned and one of them was. So the no plan one happened because Wit had crazy jet lag. You know, that's what happens when you bring a kid eight hours on a flight and he's, you know, totally thrown off his sleep schedule. So the first couple of days were really tough because he would wake up in the middle of the night and then be up for hours because to him it was the day um and one of us would get up with him and, and so heth you usually got up with him in the night a bit i tried to sleep some and then i would take him in the morning and you would then sleep till like noonish or something you know to get caught up with your sleep so what i loved was the one day that i took him out he was totally jet lagged i get him in the stroller it's about 10 a.m and i'm like we're just going out in budapest and i put him in the stroller and he passes out because his sleep schedule is messed up. I mean, and I didn't know the stroller went back. So he's yeah, like sitting upright passed out. I don't know how you didn't know that out. the stroller reclines. Um, so I just said, I'm just going to walk around. So I walked around Budapest, pushing the stroller, pushing wit around, went and had brunch on my own at this fancy brunch place. Wasn't even that great compared to some of the other brunch we had, but just sat outside, had brunch, walked all around district five and six, which is that main downtown area. Took all took back roads, found some really gorgeous buildings, took some pictures of architecture, walked to the bridge, and probably sp- got some gelato. You know, that's always a good day. So spent about three or four hours just roaming around, pushing a passed out kid in a stroller while you were sleeping. And then I, I had to come back because Airbnb flaw at this place, they had one key and I wasn't going to leave the place unlocked yeah. that you were sleeping in. So I had to come back with a key. But that was just a really awesome experience for me this just walking around yeah. and and having him you know he woke up here and there and we hung out knowing he's not going to remember it obviously he, he was a year old less than a year not old even seven months but just knowing man it's kind of neat that i'm pushing a kid around this gives me a different experience than if i was just walking around on my own and so got to see the city that way then the second part was the day we went to this says uh bathhouse the thermal baths Mm -hmm. because again just fun like the bathhouses are awesome we are pushing a stroller around the bathhouse everyone was looking at us weird but we wanted to get the outdoor bath super hard to find by the way um yeah the place is massive massive wanted to get the outdoor bath but one of our stuff with us so we're pushing the stroller like around the indoor bathhouse (laughs) finally got it outside and yeah, got to take wit in the water and no, hang we out. didn't take wit in the water. Well, he sat on the edge and could yeah, splash I mean, on his he's feet. Not, babies are not allowed in the baths; they're too right. hot. So just right. so people don't think he okay. was in the bath, <laughs> he was not. He was right. not in the bath, but he like sit on the side and we'd splash it sure. on his feet and stuff. And then I went and pop. I wanted to pop in every single bath in the bathhouse, so I went inside and went in like in a row into every single bath that they had, including the super cold one. That like it was crazy. You go in the sauna and then you go in something that's. Uh, about freezing and yeah I yeah and you know it, so but. since babies can't go and i think maybe after they're two they can go in um so if you're traveling to budapest with an infant and it's it's the summer then you can take them to the outdoor baths because there's plenty of space for them to be outside if there isn't an outdoor bath and you're stuck inside it might not be as much fun because like they can't go in the baths and there's not really a lot of seating in yeah, there. Yeah, indoor only with a kid would not would be, be cool. tough. But if you're there and you can be in the outside one, it's just like being at the pool, except he can't actually go in. But you know, he took a nap there in the stroller, and we got to relax and go in the in the water ourselves, and so it really worked out just fine. Yeah, it's like being at a pool with an amazing, beautiful building complex built around it. It I it says Jenny is the most popular one and it is incredible absolutely gorgeous and just as a last point to that after that because you know i like these little trivia things and facts we then rode the oldest subway in mainland europe then the number one metro number one in budapest from the seycheny bath back down to where we were staying into the heart of the airbnb so it's a really short little subway ride but it's the oldest subway in mainland europe and it's super cute hat that's yeah. the only oh, word i can use it was really cute. nice it was clean it is just beautiful it was a great experience riding that so that was a great little half of the day as well 
Awesome. So my number three is another music event that we went to. And it was seeing Gregory Allen Isakoff, who we actually saw. I forgot about this. What? I, I forgot. We actually saw Gregory Allen Isakoff twice last year. We saw him at Red Rocks, which was phenomenal. And then we saw him in Philadelphia at Union Transfer, which was also very good. But you can't really beat Red Rocks. It's a venue outside of Denver. It's literally in a national park amongst these huge red rock boulders. And it's just the amphitheater is built into the rocks. It's absolutely like a spiritual experience. Experience. I mean, I even mean, just even just walking up to it is is cool. It's it's a little tiring. I'm not I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like yeah. walking up, it's to absolutely it. amazing. And the funny thing to me is this: we were in Denver with um, our location indie community doing our Denver experience, and we knew Gregory was playing that we would be there during this Red Rocks experience. And we're like, okay, we're gonna get tickets. Okay, well, we didn't get tickets. We didn't get tickets. We didn't get tickets. It's the weekend of, and we're still debating whether or not we're going to go to this concert, which is bizarre because... Well, it was sold out then. It was sold out, but then 10, we're 10,000 like, people. It was yeah, sold out. we're trying to get tickets. Trav's trying to find them on Facebook. Which I he, did. He Thank finds them on Facebook. And even still the day of, for whatever reason, we were vacillating onto whether or not we were going to go. We had someone to babysit Wit. You know, our team member Tiff was going to babysit. Oh, yeah. Why and were we so I don't back know why we were going. back and forth about going, but we were enjoying spending time with, you know, all the people there in Denver. And we're like, okay, if we go to this concert then we'll just be doing it on our own we won't be hanging out with people i don't know why but finally i was like this is stupid we're just gonna go to the concert oh, because like, we were in boulder earlier that day yeah and everyone was hanging out and had gone on a hike and so we felt a little bad leaving them we're like well we could just skip the concert yeah but you only get a chance to go to red rocks i mean especially if you don't live in colorado maybe once in a lifetime to see one of your i mean this is trav's favorite artist gregory allen Isakoff. look if you like singer songwriters he is absolutely fantastic. He's the best. So anyway, fortunately, we just decided to go. And it was a great decision because, you know, we fa- we got the tickets on Facebook. We Ubered to the stadium, to the amphitheater. It was just amazing. Being out there, the weather was great. It was a little cold because it was the end of September. It was like the last, one of the last shows at Red Rocks for the year because they're obviously only open in the summer and fall. So it got to be a little chilly. I think it got to be maybe 45 during the concert. But, you know, we were bundled up and it was just such a wonderful experience. It was absolutely beautiful. The music was just like touching my soul. It was... Heather loved it. I loved loved it. it. We both loved it. I can't believe that I forgot about it. I can't either because you, when you were at the concert, you Instagrammed and said this is definitely going to make my top experiences. I did. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Instagram is there to prove it. So Mm -hmm. I guess in the spirit of that, I have to throw it in here then (laughs) and just at least say that was one of my top three experiences as well. Yeah. Uh, And I would would put on, on top of that the whole time that we spent in Denver, you know, one of this was the second time that we ran a retreat, but uh, for our location indie community. But the first time we ran it for a lot of people, the first time, what I mean is, the first time we did it, it was five people from LI. This time there was thirty five people. So the it, this was the first time we did it in a in a larger way. And what an amazing weekend with all the people who came out from our location indie community. We had a blast just getting to meet so many new people, but having them on the same wavelength as you, all people who want to travel and do work they love and lead this location-independent lifestyle, get together in one place and brainstorm and do fun activities like go to a baseball game and go to a ping pong bar. Like what a great week end. And then to cap it with the Gregory Allen Isakoff concert. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very special experience. Sorry, Gregory, that I forgot about that. Sometimes mm-hmm. my mind slips a little bit. You know, you're trying to think back over a whole year. One thing that I did not forget was this happened almost a whole year ago. So this was at the very beginning of 2018. And this is, we talk about like best experiences. So this isn't a travel experience per se, but this was the Eagles Super Bowl parade. So, <laughs> I would also throw on top watching the Eagles when the Super Bowl was great. And so if we put those two together, definitely something I will never forget. Having your favorite sports team 
of all time win a Super Bowl and then have a parade that had millions of people, you know, jam-packed. And I mean, if you think of the actual experience, not that, you know, from the outside perspective, not that great, right? You're like jam-packed in for hours, can't move, can barely see them. They go by on a big bus for like five minutes and then you can't see the main stage where they are because you'd had to, you had to get there at like 3 a.m. How many people went to that? Uh, I think there's like a million and a half people. That's insane. Or, you know. Yeah, Whit and I stayed home, obviously, because I wasn't going to bring him down in that mayhem. Yeah, so me and my buddy Cubes went. We weren't even able to meet up with our other friends who were there who ended up just being across the road. But when I say just being across the road, you know, there was probably... 5,000 people in between us. We never end up meeting up with them because you couldn't get cell service because there's too many people. But yeah, yeah, it was... Philadelphia loves a win, especially uh, a win that had been, what, 30 years in the... Uh, a lot. Well, I mean, had never won a Super Bowl. Right, and they'd um, won a champ... Like Had, had won an... It, yeah, a National Football League championship okay. before it was called the Super Bowl. So yeah, it had been a long time in the making and going to the parade. I was not going to miss it because I missed the Phillies parade in 2008. So it was everything I wanted. I mean, we walked by and I bought a bunch of hot dogs like on the on the walk there because um, Cubes and I walked across the whole city to get to the parade, which was fun. That started us off. It was like an hour walk to, you know, 45 minutes to get there. So we stopped in at Reading Terminal oldest um, market in the U.S., oldest indoor market in the U.S., got some hot dogs, got some food in our belly. We brought some beers, but you, there was nowhere to go to the bathroom, so we only drank one each because, you know, if you have like a couple, <laughs> you're going to have to go to the bathroom, and then what? You can't get back to the parade. So it was absolutely mayhem, super fun time. Eagle Super Bowl parade, everything yeah. I wanted. Amazing. Well, I'm glad that you got to experience that. And, you know, I'm glad last... I didn't take wit because yeah. I considered it. Yeah, and well, last year, wit, you know, he got to experience a lot of sports wins you know so the first year Eagles, of his life was, was pretty epic but um yeah that didn't make my list because number one i don't really care about football number two i did not attend the parade but i know that it was a very fun experience for all those philly fans out there so my number two is something that i did without trav while he was out what yeah well he was out in montana having his epic you know, river rafting kind of disaster slash buying van driving across the U.S. You know, he got to have an epic adventure, but I was not just sitting at home either. I was in New Hampshire and Maine visiting my mom. And I'm telling you why it was a great two weeks because number one, we didn't have to work. You know, we took two weeks off. So it was just completely relaxing. We went to Lake Winnipesaukee every day for a week. We got to spend time with my other family members, my brother and his wife and kids. Both my brothers and their wives and kids came up. My sister M was there for Double a little bit. Double brothers. Yeah. So, you know, we all kind of overlapped at some point during the two weeks in New Hampshire and in Maine. And just getting to spend that quality time with my mom, with my family, with Wit. You know, she lives in New Hampshire, so it's not super close. It's kind of a hike to get up there. It's about eight hours. And we went to Maine. Wit loves the beach. So we just got to chill out, play in the sand, go in the water, eat delicious donuts. You know, it was just, it was a great two weeks. And it was one of the highlights of my entire year. A true family vacation. Yeah. Minus your husband and Wit's father. Well, you know. But no worries. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, but you had donuts. You got, you, I had donuts. <laughs> you had donuts. Go listen to the Best Desserts <laughs> podcast if you haven't. Heather finds donuts that have been near her all her life and she never even knew. Never knew. Up there in Maine. My number two is something we did together because I love you. Oh. And that is... The two days that we spent driving around Mallorca, so after Budapest, mm -hmm. and for the launch of the Paradise Pack this past June, we spent eight days, eight or nine days in Mallorca, Spain. So this is my number one. So, all right. So we we'll just talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll just talk about it together. That was perfect. We spent eight because my number one, I love you. That's why it's my number one. So I don't know if your number one is something with me or not. Interesting. We only time mm, will tell. Only time will tell. But my number one experience was spent with my two loves, Trav and Wit. And honestly, those of you who listen to this podcast and know me know that I love a good island vacation. I'm pretty much obsessed with the beach. I don't know why I don't live at the beach. 
I love I, it. The reason you don't live at the beach isn't me because I would move there in a heartbeat and have tried to get you to. I love visiting different islands, especially on the Mediterranean. They're just so amazing and unique. Each one is different. And we loved Majorca. Majorca was great. And we did nine days and we did like five or six days, about a week at a family resort, which was fine, which we've talked about before with Jason. Uh, as we were launching the Paradise Packs, so we needed to do a lot of work during that. And that was great. And we had the kids with us. So, you know, the family resort was fine. But we didn't get to get off that resort much. We basically were self-contained there. And so what was amazing about the last two days that we were in Mallorca is we had a car. And it was just Heather Witt and I. A little bummed that, that Jay wasn't with us, actually, uh, because he had he had left. But we had two days then when the Paradise Pack was over or was the last day that we could get out and explore. And we were both had itching to explore at that point after yeah, spending because, so much time just at a pool. Yeah, I mean, you go to a resort and you're not really experiencing the local life and culture of a space, and, of an island or any country. And... There's so many amazing spots in Mallorca. I mean, we didn't even see half right. of we, we just the scratched island. the surface. And there's so many beautiful beaches and roads and like little villages and towns that you can visit. And, you know, I would definitely go back and spend more time there because there's just so much to see and do. Yeah, the first day that we went out and drove around, we went to uh, Cala Mesquita, which was just a pretty easy drive just dead east of where we were. It was about an hour, but this beach was beautiful. And, you know, we had a park and we, we actually had a hike, not hike down, but walk pretty far down because the parking was far away and it's a very popular beach on Mallorca. And we got there and I thought, this is stunning. Like, it's so nice. This is what I wanted to see in in Mallorca, this, this beach. Great time. Except about one hour in, a little less than one hour, Heather got very sick. And the kind of sick that it's like, I don't want to be on a remote beach. It's boiling in the hot Boiling sun. hot. I need to be near a bathroom. <laughs> so we only actually got to spend one hour that first day at Cala Mesquita. Well worth the hour drive there and the effort getting there. We spent an hour on the beach and then turned around. And, and went back so that Heather could get over the stomach bug. Man, stomach bug keeps popping up for you, Heather. But then the next day, she felt good enough that we went west to the west coast of Mallorca. And this is when we did the incredible, it becomes very mountainous there. And it's we did just absolutely stunning landscapes. These huge rock formations and rugged. cliffs that just like drop off into the ocean. I mean, it was some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen on a road trip before. And, you know, then you can drive down to these little beaches. We went to this one beach where like even the drive to get to it, you had to go through a few little tunnels and then you park the car and you walk and we didn't no, We did actually take the stroller. We took the stroller and we had to like, you, you walked. It's like one person could fit, but people were coming both ways. You have to walk through caves in order to get to this beach. Yeah. And, you know, it was definitely a cool experience. Sacalabra was the name of that beach and that area and the name of that crazy twisty. There's a lot of crazy twisty Rhiney roads. That was the one that got you down to that beach and also had really famous for bikers. There's yeah. a ton of people biking because it's it's hard, right? I mean, people training for all types of events because it's these amazing climbs up and down and all around and just fascinating, stunning scenery on the west coast of Mallorca, which we knew. People said, hell, the west coast of Mallorca is really pretty, but I hadn't looked it up. Yeah. So it was definitely more gorgeous than I even thought. It was, yeah, on par with any road trip we've done which includes the Great Ocean Road and the PCH in California. It was awesome. Yeah. It was downright awesome. It's so beautiful there. I, I loved Majorca, so that's why it was my number one. Just being there, the food is great. We love Spanish food. We had some of our best meals there. Great wine, beaches. I mean, you really can't ask for a better experience than that in my opinion yeah next time we go back we probably won't be spending seven days at a family resort we will definitely be doing more exploring hanging out on the beach more 
Um, but it was a great way to to get a first impression. Well, of yeah, and we, you ha- you and Jason had to work, so we needed to be in a very yeah. We convenient. had our biggest project of the year with the Paradise Pack, happening, right? And so. we had two kids and just me, so it was you know we needed to be somewhere we could yeah. go to the pool and that's right, you know, have easy meals for us. So it worked out great for what it was, but the days that we got out and explored, which is always the case, no matter where we go, like we were in Greece and we weren't staying at a resort, but we were staying at a beautiful little hotel. And for two days, we just stayed at the hotel and we're like, well, Greece isn't really, this island of Paros isn't really that cool because like from what we can see from this resort, it's just, you know, whatever. Then when we finally yeah, left got a and, motorbike and, and went explored, out. you're like, okay, this is an, a gorgeous island with lots of cool stuff to see. So yeah. there, there's always... definitely a time and place for, for chilling and not moving and not getting out and exploring as much. But especially in this case, after five or six days of that, those last two days driving around Mallorca were something special. And that's why it was my number two and your number one. And what is your number one, Travis? My number one, I love you, mm-hmm. is not have anything to do with that. Yeah, Heather. you have another love in your life, someone named Bessie Brad. That this number one is the specifically the third day of my road trip back from Great Falls, Montana to Philadelphia. If you guys haven't heard that, you can go listen to a podcast called So I Bought a Van. Long story short, we're supposed to fly back. Napkins and I, frequent guests on the podcast, although some would wish more frequent guests because hashtag we all love napkins. Um, we bought a van and decided to drive it back. And we had a lot of incredible adventures. So, you know, the, the experience itself was number one, except I wanted to pigeonhole it down to one day that kind of that was the best day. It encapsulated the whole and this was epic August, adventure. August 14th, 2018. Oh, you even have the date. You have like a timestamp. When, yes. when Are, did the day start becoming yep. the most epic ever? I, I was it, it like at 8.59? I have it exactly written out because I wanted to paint the picture very well on this podcast <laughs> for people. Vividly. August 14th, third day with Bessie. So we are parked. It, the day starts at 1 a.m. We've just got out of Yosemite Park. We have, or excuse me, I always mess that up, Yellowstone. <laughs> I don't know why I mess Yellowstone or somebody up. We've just gotten out of Yellowstone. We go and get food at like late night, 10 p.m. Get this food, not that great. We go to a campsite. We don't have a spot sir, reserved, so we just park in an open spot. 1 a.m., someone pulls up behind us, I think. What's going on? I'm sleeping in this van. It's only this third night that I have slept in this van, you know. Um, they come up. They knock on the window and they're like, you're in our spot. I'm like, well, what do you mean? We don't know. Like, there's no one here. Oh, we reserved it. Okay, well. So anyway, wake up at 1 a.m. We go to another spot in this campsite and then we wake up at 6 a.m. because we don't want the like little ranger guy to come up and mess with us. So we go to another spot down the road and we sleep for a couple more hours. So that's like how we start this day by getting kicked out of a campsite and starting this day. We get on the road out of Yellowstone. We get into Wyoming, uh, or we're in Wyoming, but we get out of Yellowstone and, and into, uh, you know, the wilds of Wyoming, I guess you would say. And we see the Buffalo Bill Dam, which we didn't know existed. Really cool. Spent some time there, went in the gift shop, bought some gifts for people, learned about this Buffalo Bill Dam, which went way cooler than I thought. Then we get into the town of Cody, Wyoming. Don't want to spoil it, but one of my best meals of 2018, if you haven't listened to the podcast, was eating a peanut butter and jelly while sitting in Cody, Wyoming, with the back of the doors open, just thinking, this is what the West is all about. Peanut you know, butter and jelly in the back of a van. Peanut butter and jelly in the back of a van. Um, also got some pretty good ice cream. There was a few good ice cream shops in Cody, Wyoming. Got some ice cream, wrote some postcards, found the Cody, Wyoming post office. It made me feel like the travel that happened when I was younger, when, you know, I didn't know what yeah, was going to happen. Yeah, and like before you had a cell phone and yeah, internet on your right. phone and it was just back to like simple, easy living where you, yes. you know, eat a simple meal and you write a postcard instead of send a text. Yes. Yeah. We wrote postcards out in Napkin's Eye. We went and we found the Cody, Wyoming post office by asking people where it was, not by looking up on the internet. We might not have even had service. I don't even know. Uh, went there, you know, it was just cool. Like put, found a post office in a random town, put these postcards in. Then we, uh, went, got through, how do we get through Wyoming? There was two routes. We took this one route through a little town called Warland. We stopped at 
the last, she said, the last remaining video rental store in Butte County. I think it was Butte County. I don't know. Uh, Wyoming, in this town of Worland, chatted with this lady who owned a video rental store. Apparently, those still exist. Bought some cassette tapes so we could listen to music, which actually didn't work then. But we do now have a Spice Girls tape. Um, and Great choice. Good choice. Then found a brewery that existed under a butte in a tiny town called Ten Sleep, Wyoming. <laughs> which is so cute. Ten Sleep. Ten Sleep. Had some beers at this brewery in Ten Sleep, which is the most gorgeous brewery I've ever seen. Like the best location for a brewery I've ever been to. Beer, just okay, but still gorgeous. Again, none of this we knew we were happening because we we're just driving through this random, super rural Wyoming, which I guess is basically all of Wyoming. And then we continued on and we got stuck in an 80 mile, mile per hour plus hail and rainstorm so bad that we had to pull over on the side of the road. The van was rocking. We thought we were going to like get blown over. We ended up sitting that out like we then could drive a little bit and we thought oh, let's get some some food so we stopped at a we pulled off at an exit found a diner right as we pulled in during this hailstorm to like oh this is a cute little diner in this town of 3,000 people in Wyoming we're gonna get something to eat. we literally pulled up and you saw the light the open sign <laughs> go off and the owner locked the door and we thought no so we waited that out and we eventually then Ended up driving through the rest of Wyoming that night, finding a Walmart in Spearfish, South Dakota, and going to sleep in Spearfish, South Dakota. And that was your best travel experience. That was my best travel experience of 2018. Basically, our day through Wyoming. Just kind of what you would imagine Wyoming would be like. But also, until you do it, you don't really know what the experience is. You know, you know it's going to be rural. But all these little tiny pieces that made it up of finding this random brewery, finding a video rental store, getting stuck in a hailstorm, not being able to eat <laughs> at a diner. Um, hmm, I have to say, I mean, it sounds exciting and adventurous, but I'll take those Daisy Mallorca over that any time. Well, <laughs> different strokes. And obviously, uh, you know, I enjoyed those as well. That's why they're number two. But those that is my best experience of 2018. We want to hear your best experience of 2018. Heth, you had a you had a great list. I like that there was some distinct differences on our list here. And we did do a decent amount of solo travel, which doesn't always happen for us um, over yeah. the years. I mean, when you say solo, you mean you solo and me with wit. Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. I actually didn't take a, a solo trip. Oh, okay. Well, maybe <laughs> if you guys listen next year to 2019, hopefully Heather's taken a real solo trip and that might be one of her top experiences of 2019. Don't get me wrong. I love being with Wit. We were just in New York City for two full days and nights without Wit and it was nice, but I was definitely ready to see him when we got home. Yeah, you'll have to come back in a year and listen so you can see our best experiences of 2019. But we want to know your best experiences of 2018. So please, please, please reach out to us. We did a lot of talking over these last seven episodes of our year in review. We want to hear your year in review. We've had a lot of people been pinging us on Instagram. I don't even know if that's the right term, pinging us, but messaging, hitting us up, whatever on Instagram, on Twitter. So let us know what were your best experiences of 2018. Feel free to be as eloquent or as concise as you want. Also, don't forget as well. We'd love to hear about your best beer, your best meals, your best dessert. Let us know. We are always on the lookout for those. And if you guys missed any of the other episodes, you can find those. However you listen to this one, they're on iTunes, they're on Stitcher. They're also at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows, as well as all the show notes for this show and all of those other shows as well. So we did our seven part year in review. Man, Hath. It was a pretty good year. It was a pretty great year in 2018. It was a pretty rough time doing our year in review for you because you've been laid up and injured. But here is to a better rest of 2019. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are listening and you want to make sure you get the cheapest fights, don't forget we do have the app out, Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. You can find that in the app stores. Haven't talked about that for the last couple of podcasts, but it's still there. It's rocking and rolling. And we also have an Instagram account for that. So if you're on the gram and you like pack of peanuts, also go follow at Let's Jetto, at Let's Jetto. We're starting to uh, get some followers over there. That's always fun interacting with people there, and you will be kept in touch of all the best cheap flight deals out there through the Jetto app. So thank you for all the support, the people who have downloaded the app, given us reviews. 
talk to us about that. That's been a huge project that we launched in 2018. And of course, everyone who's listened to the podcast, you guys are absolutely amazing. It's fun. We're so lucky that have, we get to do this, you know, that we get to record our memories and hopefully inspire others to travel and, and to reminisce about their own experiences. So thank you guys. It's only because of you listening that we're able to do it. So thank you for the support. It means a ton to us. Until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris The city with the most donut shops per capita is Boston. And because I know you're interested, rounding out the top five is Long Beach, California, Dallas, Texas, Sacramento, California, and Fort Worth, Texas.